Have you ever wondered what the solar system would look like from the outside peering in? I'm Meg Rosenberg, and on today's podcast, we catch up with Wiley Overstreet, a filmmaker who headed out to the desert to bring us all a sense of scale and a reminder of our place in the cosmos. There's this massive discrepancy between our notions of where we are in the universe and sort of what it looks like to be in the cosmos and the reality of it. That was the place this project came from. Wiley Overstreet is a science writer and filmmaker, and for the better part of a year, he's been driven by this discrepancy to create an epic visualization of the solar system to scale. The only way to see a scale model of the solar system is to build one. And build one he did, with the help of fellow filmmaker Alex Garosh, a few friends, and an empty seven-mile stretch of Nevada's Black Rock Desert. The final product, a beautiful seven-minute film, has been viewed almost two million times in the four weeks since its debut. I was actually sitting on the fire escape of my apartment building watching the sunset, and I thought, man, how cool would it be to be able to see this juxtaposition between the Earth and the Sun in a scale model. And then that sort of immediately bounded me to the next thought, which is, well, wouldn't it be so cool to create a three-dimensional scale model with orbits? And immediately that sort of ran up against the problem of where would you be able to make such a model? And I'd been to Black Rock Desert before and had stood out there and seen sort of how vast and empty the place was. And it came to mind and I thought, man, I, you know, I bet you if you got the scale right, you could fit it on that lake bed. You know, we put this together and, and then in late October of last year, uh, went out and filmed it over the course of three days. We have 36 hours to measure the distances, trace out the orbits, and set up a time-lapse shot from up on top of a nearby mountain. In the video, the filmmakers choose a spot to place the sun, measure distances to all of the planets, and drag a homemade harrow made of cinder blocks and chain-link fence behind a van to etch the trajectories into the desert floor. When it gets dark, they drive around each of the orbits, capturing the motion of the bright lights in a time-lapse video. In the end, they've built a huge, yet still miniature, model of the solar system, and it is impressive. But why go to all this trouble? I think one of the problems is that we get caught up in numbers and figures for describing immensity. So the sun is 93 million miles away, and we all know that's that's huge, but we, we can't really picture that or comprehend that. And so what I wanted to do is create this visual guide that would sort of immediately convey, immediately and involuntarily convey the immensity of the solar system. Those 93 million miles make up one astronomical unit, the average distance between the Earth and the Sun. Mars orbits at one and a half astronomical units, and Jupiter at five. Saturn's out at 10, Uranus at 19, and Neptune's all the way out at 30, nearly 3 billion miles from the Sun. Compared to these massive distances, the planets themselves are tiny. The diameter of the biggest one, Jupiter, is less than two ten thousandths its distance from the Sun. Representing the planets themselves and their orbits to scale is a huge challenge, and that's exactly the gap that Overstreet hoped to address. We certainly aren't the first to build a scale model, but as far as we can tell, it was the first one that was three-dimensional. In the process of putting this together, I had learned of the other scale models. As far as I know, they're all arranged two-dimensionally, so 
you start the sun and you walk in a direct line straight out to whatever the final planet is, Neptune, Pluto, etc. And my frustration with those is that it only shows you the relative distances of the sun and not sort of the entire sweep. For me, I wanted to sort of portray it as close to what it would look like if you were standing outside the solar system looking in. From the nearby mountaintop looking down, the time-lapse captures both the scale of the orbits and the sense of the planet's motion. An impressive feat. Of course, like all models, this one isn't an exact replica of what it's meant to represent. It can't be. Take the relative speeds of the planets in their orbits, for example. Orbital velocities aren't random. They obey a rule called Kepler's third law of planetary motion. The length of a planet's year, squared, is proportional to its distance from the sun, cubed. In other words, the outer planets move a lot more slowly than the inner planets. The Earth takes 365 days to move around the sun, but Neptune, 30 times more distant, takes 165 times longer than us. Time is a whole other kind of scale that can be difficult to represent. The differences between the relative orbital speeds were very difficult to try and integrate into the time lapse. So we decided that you know, this video is really just about the distances and the scale and not perhaps a perfect recreation of the solar system. In setting up the scale model, Overstreet also had to choose what to call the edge of the solar system, and fans of a certain icy dwarf planet might be disappointed. I have nothing against Pluto. I think Pluto is a fantastic dwarf planet. I love Pluto to death, but we would have been out in the mountains. And the, also the nature of its orbit would have been hard to drive because it's at a angle to the others. So we would have to figure out a way to get off the ground. But Pluto and Kepler's law aside, the model pretty admirably accomplishes what its creators set out to do. In addition to the orbits traced out on the dusty lake bed, the planets themselves are represented to scale as well. Their sizes set by the span of the desert and the sweep of Neptune's orbit. I created Jupiter and Saturn out of paper mache, and I think Uranus and Neptune were Christmas ornaments. I found a solar system calculator and did some trials and errors with diameters for Earth and Sun, and finally found a scale that would fit the whole solar system on the lake bed. And it just so happens that scale was the size of a marble for Earth. How lucky is that? A marble to represent our own blue marble. Yeah, it was, it was lucky because I think the opening quote I found later. The quote that appears at the beginning of the film is from James Irwin, an Apollo 15 astronaut, and it underscores another motivation for scaling down the solar system. Speaking of his 1971 trip to the moon, he said, As we got farther and farther away, the Earth diminished in size. Finally, it shrank to the size of a marble, the most beautiful marble you can imagine. Seeing this has to change a man. I think it's commonly called the overview effect that many astronauts have, both astronauts who have visited low Earth orbit and astronauts like the Apollo astronauts who have gone further. And I was really struck by that because the way these people speak of it, it seems like an involuntary reaction. They, they, on it, they cannot control these thoughts and feelings that come rushing in when they perceive the Earth from that distance. There are 24 people in the entire history of the human species, billions of people, who have actually seen the full circle of the Earth with their own eyes. I watched 
some of these documentaries that feature astronauts talking about this experience, which, as far as I can tell, for all of them was transformative. I mean, they, they came back fundamentally changed. And I was totally captivated by that and wanted to recreate at least a shade of that emotion of understanding the panoptic view of humanity on Earth. That emotional component is just as important to Overstreet as the scientific information conveyed by the visualization. For him, the two go hand in hand, and the scale model is rooted in the idea of sharing science as a human story. It was born from knowing from personal experience the difference between what my idea, my, my mental image of the solar system looks like and what it actually looks like. And that was a huge gulf that I didn't know about. And when I learned of it, it was, you know, it was powerful because it really sort of casts your place in the cosmos in a different light. You know, it's profound to see exactly how small we are. And it's not just the solar system to scale that has this potential. When I thought of the idea, it almost immediately occurred to me that you can take this concept of recreating the various facets of nature from micro to macro to scale, from scale atoms to scale molecules, proteins, up to you know, the nearby stars and expanding the scale to galaxies and things like that. And we would want to do it with practical models. And we may actually get a chance. There's the, the video has generated an enormous amount of interest. So stay tuned. There are more scale models and science stories to come. Thanks for listening to the Physics Central podcast. I'm Meg Rosenberg, and you can find the film to scale the solar system, as well as links to all kinds of information on the planets and their orbits on our website, physicsbuzz.physicscentral.com.